When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! Christine Handy is a successful model, best-selling author, motivational speaker, mentor, cancer survivor, and mother of two. She's speaking to us all the way from Miami, Florida. I'm super excited to speak to her today about her life and journey. So Christine, welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. And I'm definitely a relatable voice on so many levels. Yes, I'm sure. And Christine, I used to live in Florida and I miss it a lot. I'm looking forward to returning to Miami to visit my sister. And I know you are from St. Louis. Yeah? Yes. Yes, I am. How do you like being a Floridian? Oh, I like it. It's been a different change for me. I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, which is in the middle of the country. And being on the water and looking at the ocean and and breathing in that salt air every day has really helped me um, emotionally and physically. I can understand you because I, I really miss the sea, the weather, people. And Christine, you are a cancer survivor among many things. Yes. Can you please tell us about your fight against cancer? I will. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2012, and it came at a complete shock to me. I have no family history of cancer, and I was very unprepared for it, to say the least. Um, and at 41, that's very young to have the disease. And I also had a very aggressive form of breast cancer. So after I was diagnosed, I went through 28 rounds of chemotherapy wow. and had had so many surgeries. It's, it's mind blowing. So the fact that we're ha actually having this conversation is, is pretty remarkable. And this seems to be such a life changing sequence of event in such a short period of time. Yeah. You yeah. discovered uh, the cancer, but I know you had a surgery uh, on your wrist and you experienced many problems as well. Yeah. So I think that the the biggest um, catalyst to my well-being, especially at that time, was the fact that I was battling two illnesses at the same time. One was breast cancer, which is obviously life-threatening. And the other one, I had an infection in my arm, which ultimately was misdiagnosed by a doctor. And um, the infection got so bad after many, many, many months of him bullying me and telling me that I was fine that ultimately my arm was fused and I have a cadaver bone and a cadaver Achilles tendon. And I live in chronic pain from that. 
So to give you some perspective, I was, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I was in a cast from my, on my right arm, from my fingertips to my shoulder. And when I was diagnosed with cancer, I was scheduling chemos between arm surgeries and breast surgeries. It was incredible. It was so crazy. These must have been very hectic. And your LinkedIn says that you were breast cancer's disruptor. <laughs> I like it. Can you explain to us what that means to you? So I have a new passion and, you know, I, I published a book about five years ago and, and my, my purpose and my passion after breast cancer was really to help nurture people's self-esteem. And the reason I, the reason I say that, and the reason I published my book, um, which is not a self-help book, it's a fictional depiction of my life. But the reason I, I started to do this, um, after breast cancer was because my self-esteem was completely shattered. Uh, it was shattered over many years of, of working in the modeling industry, which by the way, I loved my modeling career and I'm not negating, um, the positive part of that. Um, but it, I went from that and I was bullied by that doctor and there were some things that really shaped my, uh, self-esteem. And so when I was diagnosed with cancer, I wasn't on my, my emotional state was obviously shattered from the diagnosis, but it was also shattered because my self-esteem was very low. And so I really didn't feel like people would show up for me and help me through chemotherapy. And because of that, um, I felt really desperate and alone. And so the reason I put breast cancer dis disruptor is because recently, um, now this is seven years after breast cancer, I had an, in, I had, I got another infection in my implant and my, my breast cavities were removed. And so now I'm completely concave. My chest is concave. And the reason I, I mean, it's been a crazy story. The reason I say disruptor is because I'm trying to normalize what this looks like. There are hundreds of thousands, millions of women that have lost their breasts, millions of women to breast cancer. And, and many of them, millions of them have not been able to reconstruct, do not have implants, feel a shame, feel, um, you know, the scars are, are, are really tragic, right? Mm -hmm. And so... And so the reason I say disruptor is because I'm trying to normalize what this looks like. I'm trying to, you know, because I've been a model for 30 years, I'm reaching out to brands and saying, let's put this on the cover of Vogue. Let's put this on Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Let's put what this looks like on models and, and show it off because there are too many women who feel isolated and alone in what they look like after. Let's make them feel better. And so that's why I call myself a disruptor. Uh, women especially always have to strive to look young and beautiful. And this puts a lot of pressure on us. And so. that's the other reason why my self-esteem was slaughtered for a long time because of society pressure. Now, I will say that part of that, of course, most of that was on me. Like I cared about the societal pressure. And so, you know, when you are down to nothing, really, like when you're faced with diagnosis like that and disease and and really what, what would, what will your life be like if you survive this, then you know what's important. And you really realize that tomorrow is not promised to anyone. And the ability to help people to serve on a day-to-day -day basis is really the best gift of all. And so, you know, diagnosis is people can really shift their perspective. And for me, I used to be very dependent on society's value of me. And then after the diagnosis, I, I really could care less about society's value of me. My value was dependent on my faith, 
and myself. Mm -hmm, exactly. This was beautifully said, Christine. And if someone is going through cancer as a former cancer disruptor or a survivor. <laughs> oh, I'm both. I'm a disruptor and a survivor. Yes, both. What advice do you have for friends and family of this person to provide the best support, possible support? Well, it's a great question because so often people who are diagnosed um, feel very isolated because it's, it's really hard to explain what you're going through. Um, but people on the outside, when they, some people used to say to me, well, you had a lot of friends around. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to do, I didn't think I needed to do anything. And I always say to those people, just do something. And a lot of times people will say, well, I didn't know what to say. Just say that, say I'm sorry for what you're going through. I don't know what to say. And you know, and it doesn't have to cost money. You can send somebody a text. You can send somebody an email. You can drop somebody a note. You can, you know, bake them a baked goods. You can cook for something for them, a meal for their family. It's the little, it's the little gestures that add up for the cancer patient each day. And so you're not really dependent on just your family. You've got other people that are pulling for you and cheering you on and emotionally that really helps the cancer patient. Exactly. And because of you told me about little things, it reminds me of a quote from Madre Teresa. She wrote, be faithful in small things because it is in them that your strength lies. What do you think about it, Christine? That's the fabric of my life. It truly is from the, the, from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I literally people that I walk by on the sidewalk, I say, hello, it's the little gestures every single day that cheer people on and make people feel cared about seen and loved. And again, they don't have to be grandiose gestures. They don't have to cost hundreds of dollars. They can just be small little tokens of your affection or of your love. And those are also self-esteem boosters. So mm -hmm. if you're getting, if you're getting messages or attacks or people are asking, how are you? You don't have to have a, a, a life threatening disease, or you don't have to be going through trauma for somebody to say, how are you doing? And those, those types of things really build on people's self-esteem because I know there are people out there that th are thinking about them. And so I try to, I try to surround myself with people that I know are going to, are going to pour into me and not take away from me. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, that's the biggest difference in my life. I feel like before I was diagnosed with cancer, I had people in my life that I would allow um, to, you know, just kind of, you know, maybe pick at me a little bit and, and, and not help nurture my self-esteem. And, and I knew that I was very dependent on, you know, working on my self-esteem. I don't wake up every day and have a great self-esteem. I have to work on it. And so I knew that I needed to get rid of a lot of voices that weren't helping me through my life. And it's really very, it's very powerful. And, and not only thinking about what other people say to you and discerning and, and eliminating people out of your life that are not speaking faith and kindness and nurturing to you, but also thinking about what you say to yourself, how you're talking to yourself. Those are really critical things to help your self-esteem. Yeah. And also about friends, real friends are like angels. Yeah, Christine. Yes, I've had a, an enormous amount of women who've really helped me survive all of these illnesses. And so I love speaking about the power of women who support each other. It, it really can change your life. 
Mm -hmm. And real genuine friendships are so difficult to find nowadays. And I myself, I can count one on one hand, the amount of meaningful friendships I have. And I believe that the older I get, the more I realize it is totally about quality versus quantity. Yeah, and that's the other thing. When you said about how many friends versus the quantity versus quality, the other part of that, which is super important, is what you put into friendships, you ultimately will get out. And you really do have to put the time and the effort into it. It's not a one-way street. And so to have a handful of friends that you can really rely on is really very lucky. It is. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. And Christine, uh, you experienced suicidal thoughts after your diagnosis, but you overcame them. Can you share how you were able to win this battle with yourself? Yes. So I will touch upon that. Um, that's a great question. So when I was diagnosed with cancer, my self-esteem literally was shattered. I felt very... Um, like I wasn't worthy. And a part of that, like I said, was from the modeling career. Um, and, and, and I'll expand on that a little bit. You know, when you're a model, your weight needs to be exactly what they want it to be. Your hair needs to be cut and colored just the way it looks on your pictures. And there's not a lot of room for scars and things like that. And so to be in that mindset for as long as I did, it, it did disrupt my self-esteem. Um, and, but I had an obligation to work on my self-esteem and to be honest with you, I just didn't know it. And the other thing that I did was I cared a lot about things. And the reason I cared a lot about things, material items was because I was trying to fill myself up because I was very lonely and I couldn't figure out why I felt alone. And, and so when I, when I was diagnosed with cancer, you know, that my self-esteem was so shattered by that point, especially because of what the doctor had done. And I was in great physical pain. And so my mind was not in the right place. I was feeling very bad about myself. I was worried about nobody helping me. And to face 28 rounds of chemo is a lot to endure. And I also had young kids at home. And I was like, how am I going to take care of my children? How am I going to take care of myself? I didn't think I could do it. And so I was like, well, wait, maybe I'll just take myself out of this equation and quit so that I don't have to be a burden for other people. Now, the truth of the matter was, my journey through all those illnesses wasn't a burden for other people, but in my mind, I thought it was. And my friends who showed up for me convinced me that they said, well, we will be the hands and feet. 
we will take care of you until you can take care of yourself. And by the way, you're gifting us by being able to do this for us. And I just didn't believe them at the time. I thought there's no way they believe this. And the truth was they did believe it. They did show up and they were right. I mean, think about it to put yourself in a position where you can help people. That's joy. You know, happiness is happiness is going out and buying a new skirt, right? That's Mm -hmm. fun. That's happy. But joy is being able to sit next to somebody in chemotherapy and hold their hand and say, I'm here for you. That's joy. So to, to, so to steal that from my friends and family and to take my own life ultimately didn't make sense. But at the time, you know, my self-esteem, which is why I think it's so critical that women work on their self-esteem every single day. It has to be a priority because we can get down, we can go down this road where, you know, we feel good about ourselves and they, then the next day, maybe not so good about ourselves. And then maybe not so good the next day. And it can go, you can go down this spiral. And so you have to cut it off and say, okay, wait, why am I saying this? Why am I thinking this about myself before it gets too, too bad, which is where I was when I was feeling suicidal. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's uh, your story is incredible. Christine, everyone now, yeah, everyone has gone through some form of depression because of these crazy times during this pandemic. Yeah. And some without dealing with any life-threatening illnesses. So what do you do to help with feeling low? Because you were talking to me about depression and then COVID is here. Of course, you are stronger now. Is COVID affecting you somehow? Yes, I think it, I, I don't want to make these great statements, but I think it's probably affected most people. Um, I, you know, it's been isolating for one, which is always hard. You know, human interaction is necessary to, to, to thrive in life. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and a lot of people like myself who are motivational speakers, and I speak in many different areas. I speak in women's groups. I speak in prisons and, and all of those venues have stopped. Right. So my work had to shift. And, and also I was, I had two major surgeries during COVID. And when I was in the hospital, I had to be there alone. I couldn't have any family or friends. And it's, it's very difficult to do be in a hospital with COVID right now Mm -hmm. without COVID, you know, having surgery. And so it's definitely affected me. But one thing that I can tell you is that I remembered from chemotherapy is that life has seasons. Some are good, some are bad, some are, you know, indifferent. This is a season in our lives. This will ultimately stop. And just like chemotherapy, I had to remind myself each and every day, ultimately, this is going to stop. Now, whether I lived or died, it still was going to stop, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so so we we go through seasons in our life that have a beginning, a middle, and an ending. And so we just have to hang on during the middle. (laughs) Uh I understand what you mean. I truly believe we will get read of these, maybe, I don't know, maybe in one year, but we will. We will. And we have to remember that, that things change and they can change actually, obviously very quickly, but they, but change can have good to it as well. And if we say that versus saying, oh, I'm, you know, never, things are never going to be the same. And I, and I don't know how we're going to all go on. That's, that's just setting yourself up for failure instead, you know, say, okay, this is a major shift. I'm not personally making as much income. My, I'm not as, I'm not around as many family and friends as I want to be, but this will shift. This season will, will change too. 
last year, I was very anxious myself because my daughter was in one country in the US. Yeah, my mom in another, another country, my sister in another. We were all separated. And the only way I could feel comfortable was to start calling my friends, painting and writing, and just being creative. I see that you are attending Harvard University. Yes, I'm getting my master's degree in creative writing and literature. So that's, that's definitely keeping me busy. And Christine, you published your book, Walk Beside Me. Did you write this book before starting your studies at Harvard? Yes, I did. And it's interesting. The reason I went back to Harvard, there's two reasons. One was because after I completed chemotherapy, um, I had a lot of chemo brain, which is kind of like fogginess in my brain. And it was from chemo. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I was going to go back to school because I thought that would help the chemo brain, which it really did. And the other reason I went back to school was because I had published my book, Walk Beside Me, and I knew I wanted to continue to write, but I knew I needed to be trained better. And, and so that's why I went back to school, those two reasons. And I, my writing has changed so much and I already wrote a second book, but I'm actually going back and revising that book before I publish it because of my studies at Harvard. And how about the reviews? Are you getting feedback from your readers? You know, they've been very powerful. I've had a lot of uh, positive feedback. My book is a very emotional book. I'm a, I'm a very emotional writer. And so most people who read it, and, and I hope you do as well, will say to me that they can really felt like they were there with me. They felt like they could feel the pain. They felt like they could feel the emotional anguish. And so if I can write in a way where people actually feel like they're going through it, you know, with me, that journey, that's powerful. And that that's, that's an interesting way to write because not, not everybody can make people feel that way. That's been very positive. That's so nice. And as a motivational speaker, where do, do you find your inspiration, Christine? I find it really from my own self and, and all the mistakes that I made. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I really feel like, you know, I, I went from a woman who, who thought she had everything, right? I, I was uh -huh. a model and I had, you know, I, I felt like I had this perfect life when re in reality, I was very lonely and I didn't have a perfect life and my self-esteem wasn't great. And so, you know, with all these illnesses, it kind of made, forced me to figure out who I was inside and I finally figured it out. And now I live a very different life. And so, yeah, I mean, it's been quite a transformation. It's, it's been very powerful. And so I usually use what I went through, like the mistakes and also the things that I'm doing right to help other people. I personally find motivation in other people and helping others. I always find it very rewarding. And Christine, my last question for you, what is your mission? My mission is to help women. My mission is to serve and to make sure that people live a happier life than I did for a long time. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I have to tell you that you are beautiful inside and out. Christine, tell us where can we find you and your book? So if you um, get on Google or any of those Chrome and Google Christine Handy, you'll be able to find my book. It's at most retailers. Uh, Amazon is a very good retailer that I think that people order a lot from, but it's in, it's in different Barnes and Noble and it's in a lot of different indie books. It's in several different 
online bookstores and and in person bookstores. So it's easy to find your book Walk Beside Me. Thank you very much for your participation. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 